People have been hunting birds since the dawn of time. They've been hunted for food, for feathers, and more recently for pleasure and sport. People hunt many different types of birds for many different reasons. And you are about to hear some of the stories behind these reasons. This is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. Welcome to another edition of the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. I am your host, Mark Lapp here. I am the owner and the founder of Go Hunt Birds. And today is Friday, October the 13th, a spooky edition of the podcast. I remember doing this podcast this time last year, and uh, I remember doing three scary moments uh, of my hunting career. Uh, this year, I want to chat a little bit more about uh, the share bird hunting mantra that we have. Uh, so this couple weekends ago, I had uh, some guys here from France, and uh, so a backstory on that: uh, we were hunting probably seven, eight years ago, uh, and we get into the field in the morning, and there's uh, some headlamps shining around, and I thought, okay, somebody obviously beat us to the field today. So we drive in, and there's these couple of guys uh, with hand shovels, look like they were digging grave sites. And uh, I go up to them and start talking to them, trying to get uh, an idea of what the plan was. And uh, so these two guys were setting up their decoys. They had a kind of a mishmash of decoys. And um, anyway, they were the two. They were the they were these two guys from France, and uh, they were looking to goose hunt. And so I asked them if they would like to hunt with us. And uh, you know, us pulling into the field with a big decoy trailer. I opened the door and showed them what was inside of it, and they quickly were. Uh, interested in joining us so um, they threw the shovels down picked up uh, some decoys helped us set up and again total strangers never had met these guys before didn't even at the time know that they were from France just knew that they were uh, French-speaking guys so anyway so over the course of the morning we got to know each other and turns out that the one guy had been coming here to hunt in Canada since the 80s so uh, he was a doctor in France, and uh, he was doing his medical internship in Montreal in Canada. Uh, had a passion for waterfowl hunting, started hunting in Canada when he was here. Uh, somehow migrated his way from Montreal up the Quebec Highway to our area, and since the 80s had been hunting here. So, you know, fast forward 30 or 25 years later, this, this guy still comes to Canada every year and hunts, and uh, has been doing so for many, many years and has a lot of different permissions that we share because of the relationships that he'd made over the years. So, uh, you know, so I'm thinking back and I, I remember every fall when I first started waterfowl hunting, seeing this vehicle driving around with a canoe on top of it. And they would, they would be here for like a week or two. You know, they'd see them every day while I was out scouting or I'd be out hunting and, you know, come across this vehicle with this canoe on top and then they'd be gone. I never knew who they were and... Uh, Anyway, it turned out this was who it was. So the guy's name is Eric, and 
like I said, had been coming up here for many, many years. So we finally run into him, share a hunt with him, exchange information with him. And uh, since then, he's been coming up and hunting with us at least once a year, every fall. Um, and so fast forward to now, his son, Theo, uh, has been living in Montreal since he finished high school in France. And so he moved to Montreal. He also is an avid waterfowl hunter. He has introduced a couple of his buddies that come and hunt with us as well. And so this past fall, uh, a couple weekends ago, Theo and his Canadian wife, actually, no, sorry, his wife's from France as well, but they live in Canada. Um, so anyway, uh, Theo and his wedding party buddies from France, they wanted to come and do a weekend hunt with us. So, so Theo and his dad, who have hunted with a bunch of times, uh, show up to the house for the weekend with uh, a couple of other guys from France. Um, and uh, what a great weekend we had. You know, um, very, very, very awesome guys. Very, you know, proficient hunters. All those guys can shoot. Man, we had a, a flock of uh, geese come in on the first morning. I think there was 12 birds came in, and 10 of them or 11 of them went down. Like, there were very few survivors. Anything that was into the into the decoy spread didn't leave for the most part. So... Um, yeah, so Theo and his, and his buddies come up for the weekend, they show up Thursday night, introduce, have a good, have a good, uh, dinner, the boys get into the scotch, and, uh, very, very, very fine gentleman, uh, who loved all aspects of hunting, so they're telling me about how they hunt in France, and crazy as it sounds, in France they hunt by the moonlight, or by the lights of the industrial area to which Francis, so they're allowed to hunt it in the dark, which I think is crazy. I told them, I said, if you ever did that here in Canada, you'd get, you know, you'd go to jail. And uh, so anyways, they were showing me videos of how they hunt and they, they set up their mallards on long lines and uh, which again, was strange, but it seems to work. And uh, they have a lot of in-ground pit blinds that they hunt level to the shoreline and they have ducks come in along the water at nighttime and land in their spread. And, uh, I believe they also told me they're allowed to use live decoys. So they, they tie a duck to a string, to a peg, and have live decoys within the spread. But again, the, uh, some of the stuff was lost in translation over the weekend because they're very strong French and, of course, very not Canadian French. They're very proper France French. So uh, anyway, but uh, it just goes to show you that the share bird hunting mantra that we have really works um you know here's folks that we uh that we had never met before and we stumble across them in a field one morning and rather than get into a disagreement with them or you know argue over who has permission and who doesn't we just opted to share bird hunting and uh, we've, we've made some probably lifelong friends since you know these guys have have been great supporters of my company they've been up here hunting many many times they uh you know, we work together. So, so even after the weekend when they left, uh, I couldn't hunt on the Monday and the Tuesday, but they were sticking around for another couple of days. So I put them in touch with an Airbnb buddy of mine. They rented a cottage from that guy and, um, they've actually been doing that several years now. Um, and they kept hunting and I put them in touch with a couple of the landowners that I have permission on because knowing that I wasn't going to be able to get out and hunt, why, uh, why let those birds sit? So, they were able to get up for a couple more hunts, uh, had some success. 
every morning they were successful. They got birds every day and uh, just, you know, share the resource. And I, and I keep reiterating this during the podcast and kind of through the whole idea of the company as I continue to move forward with it. Like we're a dwindling bunch, us waterfowl hunters. And if we don't continue to add new ranks and share what we have and bring more people to the table and, you know, continue to kind of work together, like it, th- this sport isn't going to be around by the time our kids are, are ready to uh, really partake in it. So um, share what you got. And in this little story is a fine example of that. I mean, the the guys that come up here, you know, they share the resource that we enjoy year round. And and they, you know, so four of the guys had never hunted here before uh, in Canada, so they just could they were blown away with the sheer amount of birds we have here and the geese opportunities and the permissions that we have acquired over the years, and just blown away at how much land we have to hunt on and i told him i said if you guys think it's good here you should see out west like you should see saskatchewan and manitoba and the you know the prairie provinces which is a whole other ball game so i'm sure if they ever make their way out there they're going to have their their minds blown but uh you know and these guys work hard for their birds like i mean they were at one they, you know one night we were going to just sit and relax and like would you mind if we went out duck and i'm like you guys tear away you know Olaf and I are going to sit here and relax and get dinner ready and do some running around and some scouting so they opted to head out to a swamp that I know of but I would never dream of getting in and working for the birds that they did because the you know they take turns paddling back and forth across the lake on a canoe they uh, don't have a dog so anything that they shoot they're like retrieving they all have these waders that, that look like uh, very proper not the camel waders like we have in Canada here. They're like very, you know, proper um, attire, you know, almost like the Upland game style where they wear like the page boy caps and the, and the brown leather duck, um, you know, waterproof jackets. Like they're very proper uh, looking waterfowl hunters and uh, they're not afraid to paddle and they're not afraid to go where the, where the ducks are and get in where it's dirty and shitty. And uh, it's pretty cool. You know, they're... Uh, Normally where we are in Canada here, you try to, for the most part anyway, not do as much work. And uh, these guys seem to, to love that part of it. So, And uh, every hunt was successful. You know, we, we shot birds on every hunt. They uh, had a fantastic time. I know that uh, they've already mentioned they want to come back again and again. So that's great. And uh, I look forward to sharing the blind with those guys, you know, hopefully for many years to come. Um, you know, especially Eric, who's now getting close to retirement age, that he plans to come and spend a lot of time in Canada. And I would imagine I'll see him up here a lot more um, when he is retired. So especially since his son now lives in Canada, he's got kind of a landing point, a place to stay. So um, again, hopefully lifelong friends that we've made here through waterfowl hunting and through sharing bird hunting. Uh, So that's my little story about hunting with guys from France pretty cool experience and again it all came into fruition because i was willing to share what i had acquired or the permissions that i had and the equipment that i had so um so yeah so again friday the 13th we're already into the middle of october already it's crazy uh podcast continues to roll along it's been a lot of fun doing these what i really love about the podcast is how it will be something that i can look back on and re-listen to and maybe even have my son you know he can listen to them someday and kind of relive the stories of the hunts that he was a little boy and didn't actually get to partake in um 
so yeah, it's just been cool to document everything we're doing and create and, and continue to grow and expand and, uh, you know, fine tune this company that has now 10 years in business. Uh, a couple of housekeeping items. We've been doing these sticker draws. We've done two now. They seem to be successful. Probably going to continue to keep doing them at some scale. Um, also have had many people asking for more hoodies. So what I'm probably going to do, I have a couple of hoodie designs being made now. I'm going to pre-sale them. So if you're looking to get a hoodie, um, I'm going to pop them up on the website at some point soon. I'll probably do like a two or three week pre-sale where everybody can have the opportunity to buy one if they want one. And then once I've, you know, ordered, once we've got enough orders, um, we'll set a date, a deadline date, and then I'll get them all made and ship them out to everybody. And that way uh, I'm not stuck with a bunch of hoodies. And, and that's what the, the issue is with why I don't do clothing as often as I used to. You buy a bunch of stuff, you sit on it for a year or so, you know, you sell a bunch right away, then stuff starts to trickle out the door a little bit, and then at the end of it all, you're you're stuck with a bunch of off sizes and, and kind of stale merchandise that people either have already purchased or they're not interested or the logos have changed or the, the need has changed. So I think uh, what I plan to do kind of going into the late fall and into the winter and even into next spring is just do, do some pre-sale stuff, get a cool design made. If I sell 10 of them, great. If I sell 1,000 of them, great. It's, uh, I just don't want to be stuck with a bunch of inventory that I have to sit on for a while. So, um, And then, of course, people have been asking about the, how do I get a Yeti mug? How do I get one of those Go Hunt Birds and Grave Yeti mugs? Uh, they're only for those who come to hunt with us. So you got to come to one of our events to get some of our special edition stuff. And uh, you know, we always appreciate all the support we have. Um, you know, supporting small business is something that's huge to me. It's uh, been the backbone of my existence over the last 20 plus years. I love entrepreneurship. I love small business. I love, you know, the whole entire game of it all. And uh, I, I love supporting a bunch of small businesses as best as I can. And I totally appreciate everyone who supports the business that I'm running here. So, so if you're listening to this podcast, thanks very much. I know it's getting downloads every week. Please share it with one person. You know, if you if you enjoy this podcast, just uh, copy and paste the link over to somebody that you think might enjoy it, and uh, give the get them to give a listen. Because uh, if we keep growing a little bit all the time, uh, I can I can do more with uh, everything. So, um, and yeah, kind of middle of October now. It's crazy that the season's already six weeks old. So, um, if you're having some great hunts on social media, tag us and and uh, you know comment and. You know, send stuff our way. We love seeing everybody having great success. Um, seeing people shoot bands, seeing people take their kids out, seeing people, you know, get engaged while they're hunting, all the cool stuff that goes along with waterfowl hunting from season to season. So please share everything. Share bird hunting. It means so much to me. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, it probably means a lot to you too. So you have a great day and uh, enjoy your weekend. Cheers. Cheers.